Hello, hello. Welcome back to the British English Podcast with your host, Charlie Baxter. Today's episode is a bite-sized one, meaning it's a shorter one, so that you can complete it in one go. This episode comes with a free worksheet over on the website, thebritishenglishpodcast.com. So grab that and you can listen along whilst using it. Today's episode idea came to me when I was sat outside late one evening on a Sunday evening, enjoying the sunset overlooking the Harbour Bridge in Sydney at a festival, watching some contemporary dance show. And it just made me realise, like, this is a million miles away from what I would be doing in the UK. Yes, it's also uh, maybe not a million miles away, literally, but figuratively, it's very different to what I would be doing in the UK. And I'm not talking about because the UK is in more of a a lockdown um, situation. I just feel like we do very different things here based on a number of reasons. And that is kind of because of the culture, because of the climate, because of the people and their behaviours. And I thought maybe it would be interesting for you to know what a British person does on a weekend. Because when a non-native comes to a new country, you do the the touristy things. And then if you live there for a bit, you you might find like-minded people and create a bubble around you. And, that, and that's what happened for me, unfortunately, in Chile. When I lived in Santiago de Chile, um, I taught English and, and therefore found some English teachers that were great friends, and I enjoyed their ti- the, the time with them. But, um, yeah, I, I didn't break out of that, and I didn't find loads of Chilean friends. I made some, but I didn't make enough to really understand what a Chilean person does on their weekend. And it, and it fascinated me. I'd lo- I loved hearing about it. So I thought it would be nice for you to just experience what it's like for a British person to spend a weekend doing their normal thing and see how different or similar it is to your experience wherever you are in the world. Because I've also made some friends here in Australia. And despite having the same language, pretty much, it's different. People have very different ways or expectations or norms and um yeah so here we go i'm gonna give you a a typical british weekend for me when i was living in the uk and to do that i'm gonna go back in time to a period of my life where i was living and working in and around london like most of my friends and family which was back in 2012 to 2014 and to give you a backstory i was a recent graduate just finished university, a bachelor degree of psychology. But I was, you know, I was one of those graduates that was full of confidence or cockiness and expecting to find a job that I could call a career. And as I had been pretty passionate about TV shows, particularly comedy sitcoms like um, Peep Show, The Office and I'm Alan Partridge, all of those are a must-see for a better understanding of British humour. But I was I was passionate about these. I really enjoyed watching them. And I would have loved to be part of the process of, of making a comedy in the future. So when my sister's friend said that she could get me in the door of a TV production company, I thought, definitely. Yeah, what the heck? Let's give it a go. Um, and amazingly, this company was situated 
directly opposite Big Ben and the Houses of Parliament. I'll put a picture up on the podcast webpage for you to see it, but it, it's basically the iconic postcard picture of London that um, I'm sure you'll have seen. So the views from the office windows were sensational. And yet what amazed me more was how most of my colleagues seemed to ignore it. A lot of them had been there for years, so it must have become the norm or become the wallpaper for them. But every night I'd step outside the office and be mesmerised by that soft glow of the Houses of Parliament lights at night bouncing off the River Thames. And this is where we can open the scene nicely to a typical weekend for me in the UK. So I've just finished for the week at around six on a Friday evening and I'm thankful, thankful that the the coldest and darkest months of the year are behind us now because spring is in the air. And although I'm still needing an extra layer or two this evening to keep me warm, there are still a couple of hours left to enjoy before sunset. So I decided to take the scenic route um, and walk to meet my friends in Soho, which is um, a, a lively um, area in, in London. You might have heard of it, Soho. I head over there for a couple of drinks. And it takes me about 20 minutes walk over the bridge, past Big Ben, past Trafalgar Square, and through Piccadilly Circus. It's a lovely walk, lovely walk. And uh, yeah, we meet in a lively bar, drink a couple of beers, and then they persuade me to go to a little cocktail bar for one more drink. We talk about our week, how work has been, any exciting news, tales of debauchery, meaning um, drinking too much alcohol and maybe having casual sex. Naughty. But um, yeah, Londoners in and amongst friends are definitely going to be talking about um, this kind of thing. Sorry, you prudes. It's life. It's life. That's what we do. So after exhausting uh, the conversation, we call it a night as I need to get the train home that leaves in 25 minutes. A quick hop on the underground and I'm at a central station called Waterloo that will take me on the overground back down to Surrey, which is where I live for now in this weekend that I'm remembering. And um, yeah, so I get to Waterloo. And um, as usual, very typical in the UK, my train is delayed 15 minutes. So, um, yeah, quickly go down to Burger King and scoff my face. So I get home just after midnight and um, the following morning, I wake up to to the sound of my dad's lawnmower. Yes. Oh, being a graduate, I've moved back in with my parents before I get myself a decent job with a decent salary and then either decide to get a shared house with flatmates in London or be really sensible and and wait five to ten years until I can afford the deposit on a house. My life took a different turn to this and I didn't go down either of these routes but yeah those are the typical options for most people who live in the south of England. Either save up for a house and live with your parents a bit longer or find a, a house share in London and live with three to five um, housemates for the beginning part after university. But for me, I'm in my teenage bedroom, groaning at the sound of the mower um, and looking at the clock that has just struck eight o'clock. I don't know if my dad has ever mowed that early before, but I'm I'm setting the scene, giving you 
come on, giving you a feeling of what it's like trying to. So, um, yeah, most of the time I'd, I'd roll over and give myself another two hours of kip. Kip meaning sleep or a nap. But not today. Not today. I get in that shower, rinse off any of that cigarette smoke lingering in my hair. Obviously secondhand smoke. I'm a good boy. Good boy. And for breakfast, I have a fried egg and baked beans on toast with uh, far too much mature cheddar. Oh, give me the salt and pepper shakers and put a fork in me because I'm done. Mmm. Yummy, yummy, yummy. So that is an idiom. Put a fork in me because I'm done. Um, it, it means you are full, you're, you're satisfied, and it's often after a big hearty meal. Normally after like a Christmas dinner, you could say that. Um, and I think it's playing on the, the idea that um, you're like the meat that is cooking in the oven. So it's a good one. So with breakfast in my belly, I grab the car keys with a spring in my step as I'm off to the local high street to get myself some brand new trainers. Yes, uh, th- this isn't a British thing. We don't buy trainers every weekend. We just occasionally need a pair. And for some reason, I've decided in this typical weekend, I needed some new shoes. And that is what's happening. Um, so yeah, I'm a, a moments away from the door. And then I hear a voice shouting, you going to Guildford? Oh, I forgot. My sister has come round to see us today. And her favourite hobby, quite literally, is going shopping. So 15 minutes later, after um, waiting around, or I could say twiddling my thumbs, my sister, mother and I get into my mum's Golf, the VW car model, and we head at a snail's pace to the town that is Guildford, because my mum's driving. At a snail's pace, going at the speed of a snail. The, uh, the mollusk that has a little house on his back. <laughs> I've got a joke for you. It's pathetic. What do you call a snail without a home? A slug. A slug. A slug is exactly that. It, it looks like a snail without the hard bit. Ba-dum-bum. Remember that this episode, just like every single other episode on this show, comes with a free worksheet where you get to see some of the best native expressions that come up in this very episode, along with definitions made for you, a non-native learner. I've even designed it so that you can play the podcast episode on the same page as the free worksheet. It's super user-friendly, so head over to thebritishenglishpodcast.com right now and check out the free podcast worksheets or simply click on the link that says free podcast worksheets in the show notes of this episode. And earlier I said twiddling my thumbs, meaning moving your thumbs around in your hands, indicating you are waiting for something to happen. And... um, I don't think I've done this since I got a phone. Yeah. I mean, I didn't really do it. You, you'd only joke about it, doing it. But TikTok has, has forced that habit and maybe phrase to fade into history. Unbelievable. How dare you, TikTok? Let me twiddle my thumbs if I want. So basically, I've gone with some of my family to the nearest town to go clothes shopping. This is a very common weekend activity in the UK and that my family would do far too often. As I said earlier, to quote my sister, it is indeed her favourite hobby, which um, I would argue isn't a hobby. But um, yeah, who am I to judge, eh? Who am I to judge? 
Now, we've got up to the morning of a Saturday, but as this is a bite-sized episode, we will be continuing the typical British weekend in the next bite-sized episode. So, stay tuned for this one. Uh, I did imagine it would take only 10 minutes to do this uh, complete weekend, but as always, it seems I have more to say than just what I did. So I hope you're enjoying it and you're looking forward to the completion of the story. So this was Bite Size episode three. Be sure to sign up to my website newsletter as that way I can email you when Bite Size episode four will uh, continue this typical British weekend and all future episodes as well. And of course, don't forget your free worksheet for this episode explaining some of the really useful expressions I used which you can get by going to the podcast website called thebritishenglishpodcast.com. And if you like learning through these podcasts, then I have a huge amount of learning resources available for you um, if you join the premium podcast or the academy. So check those out. You can try the samples for both of those for free, get a, a feeling of what they're like. And then um, if, it's, if it's for you, if it's um, something that you feel like is, is worthwhile for you and it will improve your studies, which I really do believe, then, um, yeah, you can join in and get all of the amazing amount of resources that I have for every single episode. That's it from me. My name's Charlie Baxter. Hope you enjoyed the show. See you next time on the British English Podcast. <laughs>